Good evening, church. I'm Chipiwa, and I am part of PTS. I'll be reading the scripture from Ephesians, from chapter 1, verse 1 to 14. Chapter 1, verse 1 to 14. I'll give you a few seconds to open. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be only which will be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Good evening, church. What a joy it is to sing God's praises. Amen. I'm going to just set myself up uh, here this evening. If belonging was a smell, I wonder what smell it is for you. Um, we kick starting a series um, in one of my most favorite, favorite books, uh, the book of Ephesians, uh, the letter to the Ephesians. It is uh, my favorite book. It's called The Queen of All Letters, uh, The Queen of All Epistles. Um, and for me, it holds a center stage in my life. Um, I still remember 20 years ago uh, when I became a Christian, Muruti um, Muterwe, uh, the pastor there at Kabani AFM, opened up the scriptures, and one of the, no, the key scripture he went to was this letter to the Ephesians. And from there, he explained the Christian life. He explained that uh, the Christian life can be found through this short letter, can be explained through it, uh, and that Christian belonging, or rather Christian uh, growth can uh, happen, uh, um, you can see it uh, throughout uh, Ephesians. So it's from 20 years ago that this uh, letter took stage, center stage of my life, and then we dealt with it at college, um, but it's also been part of 
uh, my reading over the years, uh, whether it's in student ministry or wherever I, I found myself uh, ministering God's Word. So it's quite close to, to my heart. And what, uh, what I had 20 years ago blew my mind. Um, what blew my mind was just how uh, the pastor explained that the Christian life, if you just recently became a Christian, begins like a flower uh, that just opens up and buds uh, as, you, as you grow as a Christian. Uh, so what, that blew me away. That blew me away that a man would walk his way through Ephesians, which is what we want to do this year, and explain Christian life and the Christian growth. So that's what we're going to, uh, to do for this year. Uh, we're going to break it into chunks uh, over the, the course of the year and really study what this book is all about. I think for the last 20 years, one of the key things that has stood out to me was that at the heart of the book of Ephesians is this theme of belonging, uh, that you belong, you belong. And so that's why we've titled our series, You Belong. And this evening is really a setup. Uh, so for this week and next week, we're going to be looking at those uh, 14 verses. Uh, so I hope you do keep your Bibles open uh, to those 14 verses. Uh, we're going to look at uh, just an over... over what is this overview of uh, the letter this evening? Uh, and then uh, we're going to dive, dump in into it again next week. So for this week and next week, we're looking at the first 14 verses under the theme of you belong. And hopefully you'll see as, you, as we walk our way through it, uh, how God calls us to, uh, to belong uh, to himself. Hopefully you'll yourself go home and read this uh, letter and let it refresh you. Uh, before we get into it, I'm going to... Um, lead us in a time of prayer. <laughs> uh, please bow your heads as I lead us uh, in a time of prayer. I'm going to pray these words from uh, him. Speak, O Lord, as we come to you to receive the food of your holy word. Take your truth, plant it deep in us, shape and fashion us in your likeness, that the light of Christ might be seen today in our acts of love and our deeds of faith. Speak, O Lord, and fulfill in us all your purposes for your glory. Cause our faith to rise, cause our eyes to see your majestic love and authority. Words of power that can never fail, let their truth prevail over unbelief. Speak, O Lord, and renew our minds. Help us grasp the heights of your plans for us. Truths unchanged from the dawn of time that will echo down through eternity. And by grace, we'll stand on your promises. And by faith, we'll walk as you walk with us. Speak, O Lord, till your church is built and the earth is filled with your glory. Amen. I think it's fair to say that belonging is everything to me. Uh, belonging is everything to me. Um, if you want to know what, what gets me going, uh, what gets me motivated in life, um, if you want to know, and please don't ever do this, if you want to know how to step on my toes, uh, just make me feel like I don't belong uh, somewhere. Uh, I was meeting with a life coach last year, and we were kind of looking at different things in my life. And I think any time where I had a knee-jerk react reaction or I felt like somebody was offending me is because they made me feel like I did not belong uh, somewhere. So if you want to um, know what makes me tick, it has to be belonging. Uh, I think we all want to belong. We all want to uh, belong. 
uh, just think about it in your own life uh, or your workspace or your relationships. You tend to be more confident in relationships where you feel like you belong. Uh, You tend to be uh, more confident uh, and show more confidence in places where you feel like you belong, right? Whether it's work, uh, whether it's uh, that relationship you have. If you feel like you belong, you tend to step up more with a sense of confidence, um, with a sense of uh, belonging. Um, And the downside of it, I think, is true. We tend to be less confident in places where we don't feel like we belong. Uh, So just think about that uh, for a minute. If you are in a relationship, you tend to feel insecure. Either you grew up feeling like you didn't belong and there's always that thing lurking in you. Uh, You tend to step into new relationships with this deep sense of, I don't belong. Uh, Therefore, you, um, you want that affirmation and that sense of belonging. If you don't believe what I'm saying... Just think for a minute of an eight-year-old child. Eight-year-old child uh, opening a fridge. Um, Think of the confidence it takes to open a fridge, especially in a black mother's home, uh, to open a fridge and just take anything that you like. Uh, I'm not sure how it works itself out in different cultures. So I reference this one particular one that I know, that you don't just open the fridge unless you have the confidence that this is my home. I'm free to do anything. uh, And nobody's going to tell me anything. And even if they do, that's not going to crush me. uh, Because here I belong. Here I know that I'm loved. And I know that nothing is going to happen to me. There's just something about uh, being welcomed and belonging. Isn't that? I asked a few guys um, that I work with, um, what what do they think about belonging? And one one of them said, belonging is home, home. So nothing spells belonging like home. And they began to uh, again. I pose the question that was posed to you: If belonging was a smell, what would it be? And uh, someone said it would be the smell of freshly baked goods. Uh, somebody said it would be the smell of cinnamon baked goods. Uh, someone said lavender. Uh, I think that's from their days of uh, polishing the floors with cobra floor polish. You remember that? Uh, so belonging is the smell of lavender and potpourri cobra floor polish. It is the smell of home on a Saturday morning. This deep sense of this is a place I can run to whether I'm in trouble uh, or a place to, that I run to when I feel like I need some time, some type of connection. We all long um, to belong. And I'm pretty sure that maybe for some of us this evening, that place is not really home. So you don't feel like home is a place where you belong. Perhaps you have a difficult relationship uh, with your parents, but you know this deep down in your soul, your soul that This is not how things are supposed to be. That this is a place where I should have felt like I belonged. And so I wonder that for you, what is that place where you feel this deep sense of security? This deep sense of I am home here and I belong. Belonging church is the reason why many men in our country, grown men for that, Uh, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds go into that show called Utatako. Um, The reason for that is to, obviously, if you don't know what the show is about, it is a show where uh, you go in to search for your your father, 
Uh, this is the title, Tataku means you're dead. Um, it's normally you, is that the father has abandoned the child for many years. And as they grow older and as they make sense of life, they encounter difficulties. Uh, they go to a witch doctor and they, the witch doctor will say to them, things are not going well in your life. You need to go sort out things with your father's side of the family. Uh, and this men uh, and women go out to search for their fathers. And I think, to me, the reason behind that, and I've seen many people close to me searching, uh, going to search for their dads, is because they truly want to belong and to feel this deep sense uh, of connection. Um, they, we all want to uh, belong. And we resonate with that uh, show because many of us feel what those, uh, what those men and women feel, uh, that they wanted um, to belong. Now, in just a moment, we are going to see how the foundation of the Christian message is this concept of belonging. That at the heart of what the Christian message is about is belonging, that you belong. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to start off by telling you a story. Before we look into Ephesians and look into the Christian story and how it's, it is a story of belonging, uh, I wanted to tell you a story uh, about a friend of mine, uh, let's say... I'm not going to use his real name. Let's call his name Tepo. Uh, and this is a story about Tepo and his dead side of the family. And you know this story is about to get lit because I just said his dead side of the family. Uh, you know that that side of the family is often uh, the shady one. The side of the family is often a place where you don't feel like you belong. For many of us, it might not be true uh, for you. Uh, so this is the story of Tepo. Uh, he's a Tuana boy, grew up in in the Northwest, and he didn't have a good relationship with his father's side of the family. Uh, later on, he came to learn uh, the place where he belongs. Later on, he came to learn that his dad had actually passed on, uh, but he wanted to belong. He wanted to connect to his father's side of the family. Uh, later on, he came to discover that he's actually a Zulu man. Uh, many who found out that the Zulu, for some reason, get pride in that. I don't know why. Uh, because it is prideful to be Motswana. You're a Tswana boy. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you guys <laughs> should we close church <laughs> and go home. Uh, anyway, he's a Zulu, Zulu guy. And he also discovers that he's in Gubani. For many of you who know black, you may not know that he's actually also in Gubani. This is not a story about black. Um, but this guy finds out that he is Ngubani. And if you know anything about the Ngubani clan, you'd know that there's one distinctive feature that marks them off from the rest of the people. If somebody knows what that is. Uh, the finger, so they chop off a, the pinky, the bone of their pinky, and that marks them off when you say Ngubani and they raise their hand, you know that that person is in Gubani because they cut off uh, their finger. That's how you mark yourself as in Gubani. Now, this normally happens at a young age when you are still a kid, so you don't remember the, the pain of, of that. Uh, but here's the catch. If you discover that you are in Gubani and you want to reconnect with your people, uh, what you do is that they do a ceremony for you, uh, you start a goat, and then you are introduced to your family, uh, and then you can guess what else happens. And, and this is 
what I came to learn on a video call as I'm talking to, uh, to Tepo. I hadn't seen him in a while, and he said to me, I did it. And I said to him, what do you mean you did it? And then he raised his finger, and I couldn't hide my reaction. And as I saw a bandaged finger that was cut off, uh, he had done it. He had gone to, um, to chop it off. Uh, to belong to his father's side of the family. And in my stupid um, self-shocked state, I asked him if they used any anesthetics. <laughs> um, that's to show that I've been living in the city for quite some time. Uh, obviously, they didn't use anesthetics. Uh, they used the razor uh, to help him uh, become part of, um, of the family. He had cut it, and he finally, finally belonged. Now, I'm not trying to shed a bad light on Zulu culture, uh, nor am I trying to say anything about the Ngubanis. Maybe you are part of uh, the Ngubanis or you're listening in. Um, but I was pretty shocked uh, of the amount of pain that this man had to endure so that he would belong. Uh, he had to go through uh, that pain of belonging. And so the question for us this evening is, what is common between Tepo and us sitting here this evening? What is the common thing uh, for the two of us? Well, many of us cut our fingers in an effort of trying to belong. Many of us cut our fingers uh, to try to belong. When it comes to uh, belonging, we often go out of our way to do something or change something about ourselves to fit into a certain community. We often do something when it comes to our relationship with God uh, to change ourselves somehow so that we can get a seat at the table, so that we can belong. We want to do something. In the olden days, the Jews cut off something else uh, so as to belong. Uh, we have sensitive audience. Uh, here, but they cut off themselves uh, so as to belong and to have distinctive uh, marks of belonging. We want a seat at the table, um, at the table of God's family. Uh, therefore, we do things uh, to try to help us uh, belong. And this evening, we're going to see uh, that Paul presents a different picture to us in the book of Ephesians. But before we get into that, I just wanted to take this thing deeper. Uh, someone say, go deeper. Someone say, go deeper. Um, this concept of uh, belonging is uh, marked out well by a lady, a non-Christian author. Um, I must say, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that she sometimes say, says, but I think she puts a finger on this concept of belonging. She has words that um, she uses that really describe for us uh, this sense of belonging. Her name is Brené Brown. Uh, she's American. Um, she spent many years studying people and studying belonging and vulnerability. This is what she has to say about belonging. She says, belonging is the innate human desire to be part of something larger than us. Because this yearning is so primal, we often try to acquire it by fitting in and by seeking approval. Uh, this deep desire to be part of something bigger than us is deep in all of us. Uh, therefore, we either, when we, when we lack it, we try to acquire it by fitting in. Tepo wanted it. Tepo wanted to belong to his father's family, um, but he cut his finger to belong. Um, see, there's a big difference, church, between belonging and fitting in. A big difference. Belonging is feeling loved and accepted. 
Fitting in is working to be loved and accepted. There's a difference. Fitting in means you bend yourself, you change yourself when you're in this group to speak a certain way, but when you come to this group, you speak a certain way. Uh, belonging is the opposite of that. Um, fitting in is changing your lingo when you're with other people, uh, changing your way of life, um, but fitting, um, belonging is something else. Uh, and Brene Brown continues to call this idea of fitting in as hustling for belonging. And he says every single one of us hustles for belonging. Uh, If belonging was freshly baked bread at the supper table, hustling for belonging is the nyaupe boy at the robot asking for turin so that he can go buy bread at pick and pay. If belonging uh, was... A little girl in the arms of a loving father who pays for her university fees, uh, who loves her. Fitting in is what we see across our universities uh, with this little girl in the arms of another fatherly figure who's called a blesser. What a sad picture. But she has to work for her belongings. She has to work for her allowance. And that's exactly what it looks like to hustle uh, for belongings. Uh, to try to fit in. But the Christian message this evening will remind us something profound. And this is what we need to understand because as we come to Ephesians, uh, God is going to step in and press our toes a little bit on how we live our lives. He's going to challenge us on how we live. And very often it will feel like we need to go hustle for belonging, but there's a reason and the way that Ephesians shapes that's going to teach us that true belonging True belonging is freely given, it is not hustled for and achieved. True belonging is freely, freely received, it is not hustled for and achieved. I hope that you remember that as we walk our way through the series. True belonging is freely achieved, it is not hustled for and, sorry, it's freely received, not hustled for and achieved. Amen. Um, we're going to see that as we work our way through this, that at the heart of the Christian message is God giving us a sense of belonging. It's us receiving from God the Father the love of the Father. It's him bringing us into a family and us getting this true sense of belonging. Uh, And one of the key things, key ways in which we see that in our letter to the Ephesians is this language of family This language is that God is our Father and we are His children. So I hope you still have your Bible. Bibles open as we work our way through through that, as we work our way through seeing God as our Father and we as His children. Just to give you a a bit of a structure for understanding Ephesians, if you're new to it, you need to know that it's divided into two sections. uh, And This is so deeply theological to what we're speaking about this evening. This is so deeply theological to us understanding belonging. Chapters 1, 2, 3 celebrates the love of God the Father and how he calls us to belong to himself. Uh, Very often, Paul would pray for these Christians. I pray that you guys would understand how deeply you belong. That is chapters 1, 2, 3. Then chapters 4, 5, 6... 
Paul calls them, in view of this belonging, in view of God who's called you, in view of this God who loves you so dearly, as dearly beloved children, this is how you ought to live your life. Uh, so I hope you have that in your head. Chapter 1, 2, 3, you belong. Chapter 2, chapter 4, 5, 6, this is how you ought to live as someone who belongs. And that is the shape of the Christian message that God often reminds us who we are before he calls us to what to do. He reminds us of who we are, dearly beloved children, and then he calls us to live out our lives in this world. So if you come back later on in the year and the Bible is calling you to certain things uh, that you ought to do in your life, I hope you will always go back to this very fact uh, that your true belonging is not something that you achieve. Your true belonging is something that you receive uh, from God. So let's have a look at this this God, this God who is considered uh, in Paul's writings as a father. We're going to do a run through it. I hope you're ready. Say amen if you're ready. I hope you have your Bibles open because you're not here to hear what David is saying. You're here to hear what God is saying through his word. Chapter 1, we're going to see chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Quickly, chapter 1, verse 1, Paul greets the saints and he says uh, these greetings. He's greeting them uh, through from God, our Father. Chapter 1, verse 3, he calls him the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And he says that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ is the same Father that these Christians, these saints have. Chapter 1, verse 5, which we're going to look at and de- uh, deal with this evening. He says, he, he that is um, God the Father predestined us for adoption. What is adoption? It is a family language. We're going to unpack that. To himself as sons through Jesus Christ. Chapter 1, verse 14, he talks about the Holy Spirit coming and dwelling among Christians, within Christians, as a guarantee of their inheritance. Again, what is inheritance? You only inherit if you're part of a family. Chapter 1, verse 17, he says that this father is the father of glory. Chapter 2, he describes this life of before and after. Before we were Christians, we were dead, uh, and now we are alive. Uh, He says that in chapter 2, verse 2, we were sons of disobedience. Uh, This is the picture of who you are outside of a relationship with God. Before God calls you into his family to belong. Chapter 2, verse 18. For through him, through Christ the Son, uh, we have we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Uh, so we have one access uh, to this Father. Chapter 2, verse 19, he calls us members of the household of God. Chapter 3, he goes on to remind the Gentiles, that is you and I, unless you are a Jew this evening, you are for part of what they call the Gentiles, that is non-Jews. Why is that important for you to hear? Well, throughout history we learn that God worked in a specific way towards his people, the Israelites. He called them in Exodus chapter 4, verse 22, my firstborn son. And then Paul says the glory of the gospel is that everybody in this world can now call God the Father. Everyone in this world can be called the Son of God through what Jesus has done. And he reminds these Gentiles that he's writing to in Ephesus, uh, the city, the Gentiles are fellow heirs. Again, what is an heir? 
Someone who stands to inherit something. That is family language. I hope you're still with me. Chapter 3, verse 14, he says, I bow my knee before the Father. That is who he prays to. That is who Jesus taught his disciples to pray to. Because at the center of the Christian message is this idea that God is our Father. Chapter 4, he calls him one God and Father of all. Chapter 5, he reminds his Christians, verse 1, Therefore, be imitators of God. As beloved children, again, God is our Father. We are his children. We belong. Chapter 5, verse 8, walk as children, children of light. Chapter 5, verse 20, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father. Chapter three, chapter 6, verse 23, he ends, it all, ends the letter off by saying, peace be to the brothers. That is what he considers the Christian family. And love with faith from who? From God the Father. That was a marathon, wasn't it? But I hope you can see from, from that, that throughout this letter, there is this deep sense of belonging. That God has been at work throughout history, bringing people towards himself. And he was at work in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, to bring people to himself in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we can call God uh, our Father. So I hope that as you get into this week, uh, the homework for you is to go read Ephesians and go find words of belonging from Ephesians. Go find places where Paul calls Christians, reminds them of how they belong to this God, the Father. But here's one key verse. Here's one key activity of God the Father in the letter of the Ephesians. And we're going to unpack it again next week as we read the same section. Uh, this key verse I want to point to is the end of chapter 4. The very last, end, the last part of chapter 4 and then 5. And that speaks about the love of the Father. Father. 20 times in the book of Ephesians, we are reminded of this love. We are reminded of how God loves his people and calls them to love one another because of that love that he showed them. Um, so Ephesians chapter 1, verses 4, the, end, the last part there, Paul is speaking about the mighty acts of God in salvation. Chapters 4, the last part in 5, in love. The love of the Father. In love, he predestined us for adoption. I know many of us get tripped up when you hear the words like that, predestination. I hope that you're not going off and your mind is not going off there. Please think belonging and the activity of God in bringing us to himself. Uh, in love, this is the Father. He predestined us for what? Church? Adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will. Just think about that for a minute. This key concept, this key idea of God the Father loving his children is what holds this book together. That God loves you. Now, why, why would you need to hear that? God loves you. It sounds like, of course I know he loves me. But do you? 
Do you know that he loves you? Well, the reason why Paul reminds us Christians, and later on we're going to see in his prayers, is that he prays that God would give them power to comprehend and to understand just how much he loves them. Why would you need power to do that? Well, it is because very often as fallen people, we don't have power to comprehend just how much God loves us. Uh, Very often we don't have power in our sinful walk. Uh, Perhaps you look at your life and you think, man, I blew it again. I went on Tinder and I met that guy again. And we went ahead and did it. And this is the the fifth time we did it. And I feel like I don't belong right now because I've sinned. I've, I've, I've sinned and he's going to kick me out of the house. And Paul wants you to remind you that you are loved by the Father. You are loved by the Father. He's not going to kick us out. Some of us come in into church or we're listening on our website. We have addictions and struggles with our own brokenness. And very often it doesn't feel like we are loved. Uh, perhaps we have done so many things that we are not proud of. Uh, terminations or paid for terminations. Uh, Paul wants to remind you that if that's you, you are loved by the Father. The Father loves you and cares for you. Maybe you grew up in a family where you are constantly told you suck, you don't match up, you don't belong, you were, it was beaten in your head. And many of us grow up in those environments, don't we? Perhaps you went to church and you felt like this is not a place where I belong because somebody spoke to me in a judgmental tone and I just didn't feel like I belong. Paul wants to remind you that you are not a second-class citizen. You belong to the Father and God has loved you. God loves you. Amen. And he reminds you that you don't have to cut your finger to belong. You don't have to cut your finger to belong because the Lord Jesus cut his own finger. He pierced his own hands that you would belong. Amen. You don't have to do that. He was pierced so that you would belong. He was rejected that you would be welcomed into the presence of the Lord. True belonging is freely received. Uh, It is not something that we hustle for and achieve. Uh, That is what is at the heart um, of this letter. Paul goes on, if you still have your Bibles open, in chapter 2, verse 4. And he says this, he continues this theme of love. But God, being rich in mercy, chapter 2, verse 4, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive with Christ. Chapter 3, verse 17, he prays for this Christian so that Christ may dwell in their hearts through faith, that you Christians being rooted and grounded in love. He wants us this year to be rooted and grounded in love. Verse 18, may have strength to comprehend, to understand with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And then he goes on in chapter 5 to talk to these Christians. Let's come here. Let's talk about how you are living your life right now. Chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Do you see the nature of the Christian faith? 
that it is about belonging, that you belong, not because of anything that you have done, that God has worked for your belonging, and because he has done that, he can then call you in chapters 4, 5, 6, to live as if you belong, to live as somebody who belongs. Be imitators of God. He calls us to remember who we are, to remember how loved we are before he calls us to go out and behave in loving ways uh, towards other people. How, how is it possible for somebody who has never tasted forgiveness, who has never tasted the grace of God, to step out and forgive others? Well, it is impossible. And such is the nature of the Christian story uh, that God reminds us that we are loved, we are forgiven, and therefore we can go out and step out uh, into loving others. And so that is... Um, it for this evening, that you belong. And as I land this plane, somebody say landed, brother. Landed, brother. <laughs> as I land this plane, I, I know very often you come to church, uh, it feels like the pastor is out there to whip you. You guys remember Shambok? Made that. <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. It feels like even with a topic like you belong, you can, it is possible for you to walk out of those doors and feel like, yo, the pastor reminded us this evening that very often we don't, we don't believe that we belong. And then you go into this week saying, I need to work hard this week to understand that I belong. I need to read my Bible more. I need to uh, get to grace with this thing. And that is still hustling, church. That is you still hustling for belonging. Anytime you point to yourself uh, as a means to your sanctification, that simply means being a better Christian, being a growing Christian, you are still hustling for belonging. Now, that is the opposite of what God wants you to hear this evening. God wants you to hear that you belong. Amen. That you belong. Uh, God wants you to look away from yourself. Very often we look to ourselves. He doesn't want you to look at what you have done, what you can do. He wants to, you to look at what he has done and what he can do in your life. He's not calling you to go into this week to think hard about how much he loves you, but to just celebrate the fact that he loves you. And that's why Paul's letter begins with, in verse 3, let's be God. Let's celebrate God. Because of what he has done. This is a true sense of that hashtag. You know that hashtag? Hashtag look at God. What are you looking at God for? Well, you look into him and for, for all that he has done that is good in your life. You're looking to God and he's saying hashtag look at God because of the blessings that he has given me in my life. What is that blessing? It is not a GTI. It is not an AMG, Mercedes-Benz. It is the love of the Father towards you. Amen. I'm going to read for us uh, from one translation uh, that we don't often sanction at this church. It's called the Message Translation. Um, it is not really a translation. It's just a paraphrase of the scriptures. And what I like about it is that it gives us a simple, uh, simple language. And it speaks of the glory of what God has done in simpler language than what we have read. Uh, so going to this week, read Ephesians. Read it in the ESV, the English Standard Version. Read it in the NIV. Bask in the glory and the love of God and then go to the message and find out what God has in store for you as he has blessed you and as he has loved you. Hashtag, look at God. Chapter 3, chapter 1, verse 3 to 6. 
This is according to the message translation. How blessed is God and what a blessing he is. He's the father of our master, Jesus Christ, and take us, takes us to the high places of blessings in him. Long before he laid, earth's, laid down earth's foundation, he had us in mind, has settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. Long, long ago, he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted us to enter into the celebration of this lavish gift-giving by the hand of his beloved son. And as we work our way through this letter, we're going to see the mighty acts of God by the hand of his son, Jesus Christ, established in our lives through the Holy Spirit, as he works his way in us to transform us and to make us more and more like him. You belong, and because you belong, you can live like you belong. Amen. Let me pray for us as we end of our time this evening. Dear Lord, we thank you and we praise you As Paul praised you, we bless you because you've blessed us. You've blessed us in the heavenly places, in your space, uh, with all your gifts. You've called us uh, to belong to you as adopted sons. Father, I pray that this coming week we would celebrate that, that you'd remind us in our moments of failure uh, that we belong, that you'd remind us in our moments of success that we belong, uh, that success would not Uh, help us grow a big head uh, that failure would not crush us and demolish us. Lord, I pray that we would step out in confidence and in faith that we can try it once more, that we can live the Christian life because we have your spirit in us uh, that marks us as people who belong. Lord, I pray for someone who came in who is not confident this evening, uh, who has not come to the knowledge of Jesus the Savior, who has not known this one who has pierced for their sins. I pray, Lord, that they would come to a living faith with you and that they would want to take that next step and seek um, to find out how they can belong to your family. Lord, I pray for all of us uh, that this coming week we would remember that we belong. We belong to you. And Father, may that grace mold our hearts to live for you, to minister for you uh, this coming week. Uh, This we pray in Jesus' name and for our good. Amen.